Welcome to City on a Hill Gaming, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. We hope you enjoy our episode. Hal and Federnik are back in the headquarters of uh, the Anjanu unit they belong to uh, in the kingdom of Anjoru. Uh, and you're kind of standing in the same room as last time. Verlotarvel's there. Uh, so is Sal, the Warforged cleric who went with you guys last time. And Verlotarvel looks at you guys. Okay, good. Um, hmm. So you did great work last time. Very proud of you. I need you to do something else for me. Um, Name it. So, much like when I sent you guys out to go scout, we sent another group out a couple days before you guys. They've never checked back in. I don't know if the Goliath got a hold of them, if something just happened to them out in the jungle. I don't, I don't really know what the deal is, um, but I need you to go find them. Okay. I've, I've got some help for you this time. Not just, not just, Sal's actually going to be staying here. i got something else for Sal to do. Let me introduce you guys to uh, a relatively new person to the city. Hopefully he can be helpful for you. Uh, meet this. Uh, and he pointed a rather uh, large warforged fellow on a very, very tiny mouse sitting on his shoulder. Uh, and, and that. Also that. I yeah. love that. Oh. And this too. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm quite excited to see how this and that work out. This one is pleased to meet you. Very pleased to meet you also. This one? Likewise. This one is the name that was given by its creator. I see. And Not who is that little one? That is that thing. Also a name given by my creator. Uh, the so creator was not terribly creative, was he? Not so much that he was uncreative as unkind. Ah. Uh, Verlotalver, hmm, most unfortunate. Well, hopefully, you will like your new home here in Injoru much better. I, uh, I think we're going to have some good work for you to do this, and uh, I perceive good things. Uh, so, Hal, you and Federnik, what you see uh, is a rather large Warforged gentleman with a mouse. Mike, uh, what this sees is a much shorter than you uh, gnome and halfling. Uh, and you know... Very, since, very tall for a gnome. Fair. Uh, you know, since you've kind of been in the area, there's only gnomes and halflings here. And some other Warforged. But mostly just gnomes and halflings. Uh, that is why this is primary languages are common gnomish and halfling. Perfect. Excellent. All right. Um, uh, so Verlotar looks at you guys. Okay, so what I need you guys to do f first... Um, there's another guy you're going to be working with, but you're going to have to go find him. He lives in one of our outposts, uh, out actually in the jungle. And I'm pretty sure that's, that's roughly the area we sent that unit to. Uh, so hopefully you guys can find some clues once you get to him. Uh, so he pulls out a, a big map, hands it to you guys. And he points to what just looks like kind of a grove of trees, uh, maybe six or eight hours from the city. Um... There's a there's a real big tree somewhere over here. He's in he's around there somewhere. You'll find him. I'm 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 sure you'll find him. So uh good good luck. Have fun. So exactly who is it that we're looking for? Oh, right. I always forget those things. Uh his his name is uh <laughs> his name is Winnie. Winnie Glenn. Winnie. Yep. Winnie, and how Winnie will Glenn. Recognize him? Uh he'll be the only one in the tree. Th theoretically, 
that's an assumption on my part i realize <laughs> probably the only one in the tree in, in theory um the for, forest gnome forest gnome uh, fella lives out in the woods does some good work for us uh he he knows uh he knows you're probably headed his way soon so he may be All looking right. for you watch out for the giant bugs just fair bugs, warning there's a lot of them so be careful is everything in this land giant no comment <laughs> no everything but comment. you and me my friend this one is well accustomed to protecting small creatures excellent I think that will prove most useful. Uh, go find the same lady at the docks who took you across the drop last time. She's expecting you. All right, then. Shall okay. we away? Uh, unless you need to stop and buy supplies, more arrows, bolas, anything else you may need. Um, I think I'm set. Excellent. Okay, so you guys head out of the uh, Injanu building and out towards uh, the docks. So sort of how Injoru works, uh, if, if you're a first-time listener... Uh, or for you guys who are new to our story, uh, it's sort of a city inside a large sort of protective covering dome. But from the outside, that protective covering dome just looks like more jungle. Uh, think either Atlantis, the Lost Empire, or um, Wakanda, frankly. Just w Wakanda. Um, and uh, But surrounding the city and surrounding that giant sort of fake covering uh, is a 200 foot wide gorge that drops down straight 200 feet and across it you have to take sort of a, a little floating trolley uh, out from the docks and it'll drop you off on the other side uh, and so you guys you guys head towards the docks uh, if you have nothing else to do and you see the same athlean lady as last time and she motions you guys over good all right come here come on come on we don't have much time we gotta leave uh, and Hal, she tosses you another of the flare arrows for when you guys oh, are wonderful. ready to okay. come back uh, so that she knows to leave the covering and come back across the gorge to pick you up. You have friends this time. All right. Well, let's go. Uh, so she guys, she kind of pushes you guys onto the little hover skiff. You guys make your way across the gorge, drop off, and you are now in the jungle uh, with a rough-ish series of directions to follow to get to what you're told is a large tree. How would you like to proceed? Well, Hal, um, jungles and trees are your thing, I think. This one is neither nimble nor willing to climb up a tree. I see. I can see how that would prove difficult. So you guys know you probably have a six or eight hour journey. Uh, make me either survival or perception checks. Get you headed the right direction. Following that well, sweet Well, that's not going to do well. That's a, hmm, that's a four. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out which one it's going to be. Neither one of them's going to be all that great for him. There it is. All right, so uh, James, Hal is real pretty familiar with this part of the jungle. And Mike, uh, this is actually just, you just get, like, you take a good long look at this map and you actually are pretty confident you know exactly where you're headed. Okay, so you notice not only, not only are you kind of comfortable in this part of the woods, you, uh, after you guys have been traveling for multiple hours, you're, you're getting pretty close to the area you're heading. You spy something you've seen a lot of recently, but never prior to that. Uh, in the distance, you see a Goliath patrol. Uh, and How many? Just three or four. Not a, not okay, a particularly big enough. Looks like a Looks like an advanced scouting unit. 
Uh, they don't gotcha. appear to have taken notice of you guys. Um, you gotcha. know that, uh, as you guys learned last time, Goliath are not a thing that are supposed to be in this area ever, but they appear to have come uh, en masse very recently, and uh, no one's really sure why. They've just kind of mysteriously um, shown up in the country. Uh, and you guys enter a very large grove of trees, very densely packed. And after you guys have gone for a little while longer, you come to a very, very large tree. Um, realistically, like, you know the average size of, a, size of a tree. And then you also, like, you know how big a sequoia is? Like yes. In, uh, like, in the, like in California? Okay, it's slightly larger than the ones you can drive through. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start trying to peek up into it, uh, see if I can't uh, locate this uh, this uh, this Winnie Glen that we're supposed to be finding. So what you notice immediately is you found the very large tree, and you're, you're pretty certain this is what you're looking for. There's really nothing else in the area that matches that kind of description. You also realize that at least in the first 70 to 100 feet, it just appears to be a solid tree. There's several large branches very far up. Uh, and then you start to hear kind of an unusual buzzing sound. Um, and three rather large sort of wasp-looking creatures drop off the side of the tree and kind of come shooting down towards you guys. Uh, uh, of course uh, they do. Right there. Okay. Um, ignore the fact I used Pokemon pictures. It was the best description <laughs> thing I could come up with. Um, meet Mega Beedrill if you're unfamiliar. Um, oh, watch out, guys! They're using quick attack. I can never do that music correctly. It's okay. Um, <laughs> Federnik, you shock! Oh no! <laughs> Aerial Ace, go! <laughs> and suddenly, a Pikachu appears and tries to save all of you. Um, <laughs> hard left on our storyline. Hard left. <laughs> I mean, for what it's worth, there is a Pokemon tabletop game. It is not made by Nintendo. Um, I bet not. <laughs> but it actually is a really well-constructed system. Um, I listened to a podcast where they actually play it. Cool. Uh, Pokemon Rollout. Do we need to roll initiative at this point, or are they just circling us? You don't. Uh, they actually drop in directly in front of you, and as you take a closer look at them, there's almost like a... Okay, so you guys... I, I know you guys have all seen Star Wars. Um, so in the... Phantom of the Menace and those three movies, the battle droids ride the Staps, sort of those like yes. hover shooty platforms. I don't know a better word for them. I don't remember what Staps stands for. <laughs> um, you realize that essentially that's sort of what these are hooked up to be. Gosh, I'm such a nerd. I knew exactly what you were talking about the second you second. <laughs> I appreciate that someone recognized the phrasing for stat because that's not something I hear often. And it's a word. I saw a picture of one yesterday. I'm like, oh, yeah, forgot about those. Well, we're we're currently watching with my two sons, the uh, Star Wars Lego Freemaker Adventure cartoon. How is that? And we just watched. Nice. Actually, very fun. Okay. Uh, my my boys have loved it. And they're two. But they love it a lot, and I, I also found it highly entertaining. I mean, I'm, so, I'm the kind of person who really enjoyed Rebels, and I think... But I've I, I actually been very pleased with most of their cartoon work lately. Yeah, same here. Um, not, not to derail us yet again, but... No, 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 uh, fair, just... fair. Um, <laughs> okay, so, so, so upon peering at them, uh, is, is there a forest gnome riding a, a giant wasp? Nope. No, there's just three wasps. And they're just kind of, okay. but they've gotten to the point where they're just kind of level with you guys. 
and they almost look like they're waiting for you to do anything. Uh, but they are not being the slightest bit aggressive. Okay, uh, I'm I'm going to say, um, is is Winnie home? Uh, they just kind of keep buzzing, but you get the impression that that was probably something akin to a "we can go now" if you're ready. Oh. Um, okay. And one, one of them just kind of floats over towards you and just kind of turns, and you see these little like there's almost like a harness mounted on its back, and you can just kind okay. of step up and take hold of the two little hand rails and it doesn't move it just waits for you to do something come on guys i'm sure this is perfectly safe and i get on the b drill <laughs> okay so you uh how kind of hops up on the on the back of the b drill and the b drill immediately like just as soon as you're like you know you almost think it knows roughly how its weight <laughs> should shift when someone's situated correctly you're just you're just you're now like seventy feet in the air before you kind of realize it. And, uh, but but before the others jump on, they hear me scream. I regret this immediately. <laughs> and you see the the well? giant wasp just kind of slowly circle up into the air and stop about seventy feet up on the side of the tree to what you realize what looks like a branch from the bottom is almost more of like a landing platform. Like it's actually flat on top. And it well, just kind of hovers up and stops. Him, so I guess it can be trusted. Better than oh. grabs the grabs a strap and follows him up. Uh, what will? The, yeah, this walks up to the last one, grabs hold of the saddle thing, and says, "This one would like to apologize for what he's about to put you through." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, the giant creature almost nods appreciatively, and zip. You guys are all up in the air. Uh, on essentially what is a large landing platform, and you realize at the end of the landing platform uh, is an opening into the side of the tree. So, uh, first, I am going to change my little hobbit pants, and uh, I'm going to dismount carefully uh, the the wasp, and uh, you know, and 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 go in. You can see them kind of shake and maneuver a little bit, and the harnesses kind of drop off of their backs, and they just kind of leave it on the platform, and then they zip away. And now we're stuck here. Yep. It'll be fine. It'll be fine, he says. <laughs> It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. It's going to be okay. That was disconcerting. And you notice there is a, where they drop the other three harnesses, there is a fourth. So do I see these guys land? I, based on the map, I'm assuming I'm sitting inside the tree. Yes, you are inside the tree. Uh, and what you all see, and, and Kyle, you are familiar with from living in here, this thing is actually, there's like a floor that looks like the top of the tree, and then there's probably a 20-foot high space, mostly hollow on the inside, that's just kind of fashioned into this little cabin inside this tree. But the tree above it is alive, and the tree below it is alive. Gotcha. Winnie Glenn, I presume. What? Oh. Uh, don't you knock? Well, I guess it's not my house. Uh, hello, yes, Winnie Glenn. That's me. Winnie Glenn. Winnie, pleasure to meet you. With respect, your elevator sucks. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I would tend to agree with you. It's not really mine. I just sort of here. I would, uh, yes, uh, they brought me up too, and uh, not the most pleasant way to travel. I agree. Cool. H have you been able to convince them to let you down? I'm asking for a friend. Uh, I will admit I haven't actually tried, so I don't know. Awesome. Yes. You you do know there's not an Uber Eats for these creatures, uh, so <laughs> you are allowed to come and go as you please for uh, resources. 
Oh sure. Okay. <laughs> there's a little there's a little um ledge on the side of the tree and there's these little jars of what you assume is sort of similar to honey and you sit the jar on the ledge and two or three minutes later a wasp shows up. Oh, okay. Uh, and there's an amount of supplies and and furnishings inside the tree. Uh, but you're not meant to stay here for more than a couple of days, typically. Gotcha. So this this is our uh, this is our uh, FOB, our forward operating base. Yes. Cool. Or, cool. or from from. Go or, ahead, sorry. or you're easily to book an online place to stay when you're out of town. One or the other. <laughs> the ratings on Verve aren't great, but they're not bad. It's when I want to go when I've got family visiting and I'm tired of them for a couple of days. I just. Just need some time to myself. I got you. I got five, you. Five point um, four out of ten. Views are great. Elevator sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why do you think I'm here? Yeah. So the, the rates are really um, good. So from uh, are, are there uh, is the only like I mean obviously it's tree walls but do, are there windows built in here? Not really. No. I mean, there's the giant opening okay. that you okay. kind of come well, into from off the, the platform. But I guess the, I'm curious about is that from the giant opening. Uh, from from this, I'm lo- I know I'm looking down through tree branches, but can I get an idea of where that giant patrol was at, or that Goliath patrol was at? Uh, yeah, you can still sort of see uh, off in the. Go ahead and make me a perception check. Actually, anybody who wants to. Okay. Let's see if we can't keep up with where those fine gentlemen may or may not have gone. No, g- gentlemen and ladies. A few of the Goliath are female, in the war party, or or whatever it theoretically is. Hey, there you go. All right. Uh. Let's see. Let's go with uh, Winnie and Hal. Uh, you both see off in the, the far distance, like, they're kind of leaving this area. You see that same patrol of Goliath. You can tell they're looking for something, but you're not really sure what. And and Hal, you're pretty convinced they still don't know the city's there. Good. There's really no indication that they're, they're not being... Wa- they don't look like they're being wary of other... Uh, like sentient creatures, so much as they're being wary of the stuff in the jungle. And you can tell they also keep, they're really, like, at least two of them at all times are looking up. Like they're scanning the horizon for something. Oh, uh, so no duh, they're looking up. There's giant wasps in this forest. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. There are those. You're not sure they actually know the wasps are there. You think they're looking for something else. Gotcha. They may or may not be tracking something. But you can okay. tell, based on what you would be looking for to kind of find the group that's missing, you don't really think they're headed the direction they're supposed to be in theory. Okay. Uh, do we have any idea about where that uh, that other scouting party, that or uh, that, do we have any idea what their last position was? Uh, okay, so you know that they were supposed to check in either at this outpost or back in the city uh, after no more than three days. Uh, okay. being out kind of scouting and it's been seven days and no one's heard from them. They were okay. so, but they, go ahead, but they go did ahead. stop off here before they went out looking or if they started their, their scouting. Uh, you're not sure if they did or not. They, they're not necessarily supposed to, they're okay. just supposed to come back here at some point. Okay. Gotcha. There's a, there's a small system set up to carry messages back and forth from here to the city uh, using much, much smaller creatures that aren't uh, writable. But we'll kind of land, and you can attach messages to them, sort of carrier pigeon style. I, I just been curious, to, like maybe if they had been here before they left, and if the, maybe there was a cue, a clue here of uh, in this tree where to maybe where they would have gone. 
in the tree you don't see anything other than a map sort of on the wall behind the desk and it's just kind of a you notice there's several areas kind of marked off like maybe they showed up here but never sent their message gotcha um but you do see there's two or three areas sort of to the sort of the, the west maybe southwest that aren't marked off that were probably in the grid they were supposed to be patrolling you you know the given the how long their patrol is supposed to be you know roughly how much ground a unit is expected to cover in that time period and there's definitely a sizable chunk left okay well I, that seems like a good place to start okay um so you guys actually uh i, I assume you're ready to to get out of the tree and head uh head back down to earth this, this is day topic. has been spent meeting new people and suddenly finding himself very high up in a tree he's very happy to get back down <laughs> but he didn't have to climb true but he's still not exactly <laughs> let me explain something about gravity and giant metal objects falling from high points <laughs> There isn't much in this that is organic, but what is is still squishy, and he'd be happy to have it be perfectly fine. Thank you. That's reasonable. How how, how much glow would the giant warforge pick up from fiction by re-entering the atmosphere before he <laughs> oh. before before impact? Re-entry would be glorious. Yes, it would be. <laughs> and noticeable. This one will. <laughs> This one will leave a crater. Mommy, a shooting star. No, honey. <laughs> no. That's, that's just one of the Warforge making re-entry. <laughs> what? Don't worry about it, sweetheart. It's fine. Every third fortnight it happens. <laughs> How many scouting parties have been sent out here? <laughs> well, no, that's just that's just Nobody where said this was a suicide mission. Ba babies come from storks. Warforge make entry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Warforge come from the heavens, make entry like an asteroid, and then someone finds them. <laughs> That's what it was. It was a Warforge convention that killed the dinosaurs. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Have you ever seen the picture of two dinosaurs standing on a very small island as the flood starts and everyone else is on the boat but them? And then one of them mutters something about not getting any emails from Noah lately. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I always like that picture. It felt a touch inappropriate. Um, still, still quite amusing though. Mm -hmm. I want to believe in dinosaurs. They're real, just like aliens. I mean, what? Um, maybe. And R two units. Okay. I'm I'm focused. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, okay. So, what would you guys like to do? Uh, I I know this would very much like to get down. I would when like this, this find, to go first so that he doesn't about to fall say, on when, the rest of us. When this <laughs> found out that you put the jar in the thing and the wasp comes and gets him down, he immediately does that. You see, you guys, the uh, the other three of you turn around and there's already uh, wasps sitting on the ledge waiting for you. And this yeah, has yeah. like six jars on the ledge. He's just like, can we go now? <laughs> I, I recommend uh, uh, this, that you choose a different one than what brought you up. Let's give that one a nap. <laughs> This is a kind soul. So you know, I can I can always just have this image of this putting the jar out, and then the same one coming back and then buggering off, and and the rest of them look at each other and start playing rock paper scissors to see who's gonna who's gonna, who's gonna pick this one up. One of them sadly floats over and just kind of resigns himself. Well, uh, 
<laughs> okay, so uh, this time, this has put out enough jars uh, that you've gotten quite the response. And uh, there are actually four of the creatures uh, back on the ledge waiting for you. I walked up to one and say, I choose you. And I get on his back. <laughs> yeah, it, exact same thing. This, this is a, <laughs> as a creature of habit. He's going to walk up to one and kind of just go, this one apologizes for what he is about to do to you. <laughs> Consistency is key. All right. Uh, so the creatures uh, quite happily uh, pick a lot of you up and transport you back to the ground. Let's see if it'll let me move all eight miniatures at the same time. It does. All right. Nice. That's cool. Uh, and then they drop you off. And you notice they actually go straight back up to the top because uh, they don't get paid until after they make delivery. Uh, and so now they now it's uh, it's honey time, and uh, they are ready to go. All right, so you guys are back on the ground. You have a rough area to uh, investigate. Uh, why don't you guys actually let's just uh, let's assume you guys make your your way there and uh, make me perception, investigation, survival, flat intelligence for a naturey sort of thing. I will take any of the above checks. I have none of those skills, so perception it is. So hey. to clarify, can I make that as a nature check specifically? Uh, I would let you make like a, since you're, uh, you primarily live out here, I would let you make like a, a flat intelligence check with advantage. Okay. Cause I have, um, proficiency with the nature skill. So, oh, I forget. That's a thing. Sorry. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, cool. Oh, good. Oh, yep. there it is. Yep. Awesome. I did say with advantage. Wow. So if you want to roll a second time, that's fine. Fair enough. Uh, see you. We'll s- <laughs> no, you did. I see you. Wow. Okay, so so folks, yeah, this, this is an for, audio for podcast. People, yeah, for those people at home, <laughs> Kyle had advantage. He rolled a one. So we said, no, Kyle, please go ahead and roll again. To which he rolled a second one. <laughs> At this point, Hal starts to feel a trickle in the back of his neck and starts moving away from that character because he just <laughs> he, he knows that the lightning is coming from somewhere. <laughs> okay, uh, Kyle, you're all consumed by this like one really interesting looking uh, flower. Oh, that's so in character too. It's just you are all absorbed Ooh, in this thing. It's this. It's absolutely beautiful, and you've never seen it in this part of the. Uh, the jungle before you know it only grows in three weeks during the year uh and this just happens to be the right time of year look at this friend it's so out of season uh, what is this doing here how you also know that this is absolutely not the time of season these grow and he's you're not sure what he's talking about that's a dandelion um, okay <laughs> it's a nice uh, dandelion quick. but you know 21 uh i'm assuming you get advantage or something do I need it? I mean, if you want to roll again to see if you get the natural 20, sure. I'm not opposed to it. Okay. I'll always roll the Here second I go again. one just in case. Fair enough. Show me one. Oh, three. That was close. All right. Uh, so <laughs> your 21 will do it. None of you are cursed like Grant is. Uh, he only rolls sevens. It doesn't really matter what he's doing. He just rolls sevens. Um, I do not want to play Catan with him. No. <laughs> yeah, same. Or, um, Although, as... Although, ask Brian, I have a horrible tendency to roll doubles in other RPGs. Well, that's kind of impressive. And Murps. Savage Worlds, that means, you know, exploding dice. That's always nice. Um, All right, so Hal, you you get a kind of, you get a pretty good feel. You pull um, Winnie away from his flower, uh, and you guys head out. uh, And you, 
Come with me. Let's go. Uh, you actually... I was busy! You actually see a bit of a trail. So you know the party you're looking for is two halflings, two warforged, and a gnome. Um, and you can kind of see where brush has moved out of the side, kind of by the warforged moving through. You see very small, you know, halfling footprints. And you actually find a campsite. Okay. Uh, you can tell by looking, this has been abandoned for four or five days. Gotcha. Uh, but there's there's the remnants of a, a heavily covered over, like, if you weren't looking for this, you wouldn't see it. They, You guys yeah. are supposed to, if you do have to camp, you are supposed to cover your tracks before you leave. Uh, and they, they did. They've done a decent job, but you know what you're looking for. You've been taught the exact same things. You know exactly what you're you're hunting, and you you're pretty sure this is a thing. Uh, and you guys actually are getting to the point where it's getting dark, and you probably actually need to stop yourselves. Uh, do I see any evidence of Goliath uh, uh, being in the area? You do not. Okay. Good. Okay, well, uh, I said, okay, they've um, they've been here. It's been a few days, so we know we're heading the right direction. Um, we're about to lose the light, and since uh, this seems to be a relatively safe place, let's uh, let's camp out here for the night. And yeah, if you want to go ahead and stop here, are you guys going to take watches, or how would you like to proceed with this? Let me introduce you to a little feature of the <laughs> Warforged. I kind of feared you were going to say that. Oh, that's right. See, the Warforged has this ability that he kind of enters into a, I don't know, you want to call it hibernation. I forget what the actual, hold on, let me see if I can find the actual uh, name for it. Uh, where is it? Sentry's Rest. Basically, I can stay inactive, but completely conscious. Love it. So, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> By take watches, I mean Mike's got it. We're fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, so you guys are in kind of a nice little grove. There's a, a creek not too far from you that's not on the map, and you guys have a nice little place to set up camp. What do cool. you do before the evening ends? Oh, I am going... I should Go ahead, sorry. It. I should have mentioned this earlier. Uh, Verlatarval, Verlatarval, excuse me, uh, told you he expects to hear from you either with you back or having reported in within three days. This would be the okay. end of day one. I am going to just do a small, uh, just going to reconnoiter the area a little bit. Okay. Just to, uh, this looked safe before, but just because it's been safe and not been, or the, uh, the Goliaths haven't been here in the past three or four days, doesn't mean that they aren't about to or aren't now. Sure. Uh, roll me that sweet, sweet perception. Uh, anyone who wants to, but in particular, how? And we are still in a forest, correct? Yes, sir. Uh, basically, this entire island is, or this entire region you're in is jungle. Gotcha. And while Hal is reconnoitering, uh, Federnick breaks out his tinker's tools, and he's going to start trying to modify the straps on his backpack with like some kind of a quick release. Okay. Because I just realized I'm carrying a lot of weight. Okay. Oh, okay, sure. In case you have to drop it and, and book it. Cool. Okay. Right. Um, make me a... Do, do, um, do I get advantage because we because I am proficient in forest? And you are looking for something intentional. Go for it. Sure. Cool. Yeah, there we I go. Like, that, I, li much I like that better. Yes. 24 is I, much better. I feel like I can, I can return to the camp and not in shame this time. <laughs> You're covered in mud. You look like you've fallen into three pits. <laughs> and, then I and then I find out it's not mud. Nope. 
<laughs> Berry juice. <laughs> you, you squashed a very small bush. Okay. And now you're just kind of purple. So, uh, no, you're good. Uh, you are pretty comfortable that this area hasn't been traveled relatively recently, except by that same set of tracks you were following already. Cool. And you do find, and you, you think this is a little unusual, several small feathers. S small in the sense that they're not gigantic, but too large for a bird. Would they belong, do they look like the feathers that you would see on those wolf bird creatures that Cow I bird. don't remember the name of? Oh, from last time? No, 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 no. Nowhere near that size. Okay, a so actual, something else that I... Yeah, 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 like... Almost like the creature, like a creature, like slightly larger than you, but not gigantic. Okay, I'm going to uh, I'm going to tuck a couple of them away into my into my pack. Okay. Just for uh, just for reference, not for a scrapbook, not at all. Nope. I don't keep such things. About, yeah. If none of you have anything else in particular you would like to do, you guys will pass the night with uh, this taking watch for second and third because we're forged. I'm 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 actually a big fan of that. I like playing Warforged a that, lot. That that's a T-shirt waiting to happen because Warforged. Because Warforged. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. Let me find the list. I've got a list. Because because Warforged. That's that's not a joke. I have a list of T-shirt ideas. Um, <laughs> right, where did I put that? I'll find it later. It's fine. Um, okay, so you guys pass the night uneventfully. Uh, get up in the morning, kind of do your thing, have breakfast, uh, and before you set out again. Perception, survival, or nature, um, investigation would be good. One, one of those things. Trying this again. Oh, <laughs> so better. Nick is just generally oblivious. He's not interested. <laughs> hey, okay, there we go. <laughs> when All there's right. something to hit, let me know, and then yeah, yeah you'll be fine. Uh, okay, so Federnick <laughs> with a four, but uh, Winnie with a twenty-one, this with a sixteen, and Hal with a twenty-two. You guys are good. Um, so you guys, you guys see a couple of things, and you guys also, I'll have this combined as sort of a breakdown camp, hide camp, so no one else knows you're here. Roll. Um, so you guys cool. douse the fire, cover the fire Sweet. with a giant mountain of ant hill lookingness, and uh, just kind of clean up in general. Uh, and you notice several things. You see the tracks head off, and then you see the tracks end, maybe uh, after a couple of miles, rather abruptly outside a large what looks like a large hill with a cave entrance on the front. And out front of the cave entrance, you notice something interesting. So, Hal, you know how you found, like, a handful of small feathers? Mm hmm You find a very, very large feather. And by very large feather, I mean, like, these the feathers you found earlier were probably from creatures, you know, slightly larger than you. This feather's larger than this. Uh, great. We, the fe so, the, basically, the feathers I found earlier were from a baby. Uh, or or some other kind of creature. Anything's possible, sure. Okay, no, I mean, like, whatever this creature is, it's from one of the young ones. Pa or at very least, one of the smaller ones, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we may or may not be going full land before time here. Let's see. <laughs> this is where we find out inc conclusively that dinosaurs did have feathers. Yep, all of them. <laughs> Every single one of them. Okay, so it's when you say, like, a really big feather, are we talking, like, uh, a meter and a half? Two, well... Two meters. Uh, the same size as this. So, like, I'm, Mike, I'm assuming this is probably what, like, between six and seven feet tall, give or take. It, 
he is uh, over seven foot tall. Okay, and probably two and a half or three feet across. Absolutely. Okay, that's roughly the same size as this feather. Hal is going to stare at it for a couple of moments, uh, draw out the flare arrow, and say, "All right, I'm out." And we're done. All right, everybody, wrap it up. <laughs> Pack your bags. We're going home. Call the wasps. Yep. It's time to leave. Yep. <laughs> Find me some honey. Yep. <laughs> uh, no, uh, he, he actually will not do that. But um, you do notice the the feather. What's unique about this one is it's not the same consistency as a regular feather, and it's sort of a like a, a luminescent blue. It almost radiates a little bit. Like it almost glows. Okay. And you so see it's not of, just age. You see a handful of the smaller feathers outside the cave entrance. I, I look at the rest of the party and say, who feels good about going in? Giant feathers? Oh, I'd love nothing more than to figure out what belongs to that beauty. They, it is a really gorgeous. pretty feather. Uh, you guys are kind look of roughly hearer-ish. Mike, uh, as often as you want, uh, that is kind of scrambling around on your shoulders if you brought him with you. The, the the whole concept I have for that uh, being a tiny little mouse is that that kind of lives in the joints of this is armor. Perfect. Okay. So he's just always Did, kind of there, but he's not always visible. So kind of like the uh, kind of like the 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 cockroach that is Wally's pet in the in the in the cartoon <laughs> Wally. Exactly. Exactly. Like I love this. I picture him like going through this and every once in a while, this will just stop and go ha 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 because the mouse has tickled his insides. <laughs> or he kind of like ticks a little bit because uh, that may or may not have pulled a wire by accident. Gotcha. But he always to, puts it back. To which, he's, to which he says, stop that, which works on many levels. Yes, it does. Well, yeah. Well, to not to not go into a, a a large backstory, you know, run through, uh, because who knows, we might get into that at some point. But uh, this is very attached to that. Like that is prop for the a long period of this is life. That was his only friend. That's his whole world, right? So the fact that uh, that no, this is that whole world exactly. <laughs> no, that is this that, is whole that, world. That, no. And That's what I said. Fully, I fully expected this conversation to happen. Yeah. And I'm you glad did it this, Mike. You did this. I concocted this entire thing, and I am proud of it. Uh, I can never but... tell if you're using the word this or you're making a pun with a character name. Every sentence. <laughs> right. oh, I never know. Oh, it took every fragment of my being when somebody said, what's this? Or, or what's this doing here? I'm like, I was brought here. <laughs> this was here. brought here. That's there. This is no. That is, and Hal pipes in third base. Third base. <laughs> we don't. But uh, getting getting back into the 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 whole idea uh, <laughs> that that is well accustomed to running through this is joints. So like the the whole concept is that uh, this general is really just low key, very flat, and everything like that. God help anyone who messes with that. I he will bring down the full fury of I can actually say God in this moment. He will bring down the, the fuel the full <laughs> fury of God on whoever messes with that. It's kind of a flowers for Algernon moment. Kinda. Which I only loosely remember, but I have seen Oh man. Why'd you have yes. to go there? It's a sad one. We don't like to talk about it. 
so, the same time um, I saw The Boys Next Door, which is also a real oh, gosh. rough one. That one, I did not know what that was about before I, I saw a stage show. <laughs> Ooh, that's a heavy one. So I, so I take it that we're all uh, using jocularity to try to ignore the fact that there is a giant <laughs> looming cave in front oh. of us, to which, to which our friends, our, our possible friends' footprints have disappeared going into. In character, this is already in the door. Like oh. he's not he's not even waiting. He's he's already like, okay, we're going in there, fine. I am first. Let's do this. Oh. <laughs> oh. And, All right. Backing him up. And and when I notice him, I'm like, mm, this is bad. And I follow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Winnie's been kind of like pacing around the feather and just like studying it from every angle and is just obsessing over it. And then he kind of glances for a moment over his shoulder and realizes you're all like walking away and oh uh off we go then actually uh, two things before we get there later. anyone who wants to make me uh like a nature-based intelligence check or just a flat intelligence check when you see the feather Ooh, doing it oh uh, right now uh intelligence I, i'm gonna go by the fact that this being a fully dedicated to protecting the people he's with he will care nothing about the feather. He is just watching the cave entrance to see if anything comes out. Mm. Okay. Ha ha Hal has become mystified with the fact that the how that the that the feather might be shiny, <laughs> and is roughly twice the size you are. Yes. All right. Let's go with um, Federnick and Winnie. Uh, so obviously, whatever kind of avian creature this is is quite large. You both know legends of a really large avian being known as a rock. ROC. I was afraid you were going to say that. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, uh, there are a few of them in the region. Not often do you see them. Uh, you also know there are a few uh, across the shores in Solitude, the kingdom where the Goliaths come from. None of them are this big. Uh, and also not this color. Hmm. So you're pretty sure this is a rock feather, but, or at least... Something rock size. Insert Dwayne Johnson joke. Um, <laughs> I, I can smell what you're cooking, yes. Good, good, excellent. <clears throat> I, there was a period when we were doing, uh, figuring out how deities were going to work for this game, because the game is, is monotheistic, but different people identify with different aspects of Yahweh, to the point I even use things like Jehovah Jireh. But for the dwarves, it's God as the rock, their foundation. And I expressly looked at my party when I explained this, and I was like, no wrestling jokes, please. I really just need those not in the podcast. That's a, that's a terrible idea. Okay, so, uh, yeah, you guys kind of get a feel for the feather being roughly that kind of creature, though this one still really doesn't make sense for being here. Um, Mike, as this approaches the cave entrance, something approaches you. Uh, well, two, two somethings. Um... You guys are free to make the same kind of checks to identify these creatures. They kind of slug their way out of the cave. Uh, and you have these two fine gentlemen who would like to, to say hi. Yep. Uh, so anyone who wants to make me nature-ishy checks, I would also accept Arcana if anyone has it. Oh, I have that. If, if you want to do that, do that. That's also fine. Oh, no, I don't have that. Oh, I have that. Oh, to, save me from, lore. to save me from doing the roll again, consider that a 16 instead of a 15 then. Oh, perfect. Gotcha. Okay. Totally fine. Ooh, 18. Okay. Uh, so you guys, uh, at least except for Federnick, uh, you guys are relatively familiar with these. They do live in the jungle. They do often live uh, in or near caves. They seem smaller than usual. 
these are flail snails. Uh, and they have multiple, you know, like tiny flail shaped um, appendages. And they're lashing out at you. Initiative. Okay. No, yikes. Okay, well, good. One of them is going on a one, so that's perfect. Oh, I'm. I'm yeah. Uh, James, was the 1d20 for the 18 your initiative or. No, that was my. Um, that was for the that creature. That was my. Yes, that was for the creature. Okay. So I'm, I'm rolling it uh, right now. 14. Okay. Brian Federnick is first. Okay. Well, since they're appearing aggressive, I don't know what it is, but I'm going to hit it anyway. So you get up all up in its face. Uh, your eight misses. And yes. How? I'm going to fire with my longbow. Okay. And 20. Oh, absolutely. I'm going to go for the right one so I don't uh, hit. So I don't hit Federnick. Go for it. I'll be eight damage. Okay. Uh, you take a solid chunk out of this gentleman. Winnie. All right. Winnie is going to move up off to the side here a little bit, and he's going to scoop um, a couple stones out of his satchel at his side and use a bonus action to cast Magic Stone. Okay. And then that just makes them more powerful as sling bullets, basically. And then he's going to use a sling and just whoop, whip one at one of the snails. So 14 to hit. Okay, 14 hits. Sweet. Roll that damage. Uh, ups the damage to a d6. Uh, the right snail as well. Um, yes, the one on the right. Yep. All right. So, well, six. Um, okay, Brian. Uh, the one that Federnick is next to, you see both of sort of the appendages lash out at you separately. Do an 11 or a 6 <coughs> hit you? I'm going to answer that myself. Neither one. No. I fend them off handily. Yes, you do. You bat them away with ease. This, your turn. So this is going to put himself kind of next to both of them. Not to give them advantage, but just to crowd control. Sure. And uh, he's going to bring his battle axe so hard down on the one that has already been wounded. Bring that axe. No, 19 definitely hits. Ooh. And damage to his face. Right to the face. All right. Uh, he did not appreciate that in the slightest. Do a 21 or a 19 hit you? Uh, the 21 does. Um, actually, I will use my uh, reaction to impose protection on him, so it has disadvantage. Okay. Um, then I will roll again for the 21. You. They both missed then. Well, actually, well, I guess I rolled... Oh, I think a 20 still misses, doesn't it? A 20 just hits me. Okay. Then you get hit once. Eight damage. Ow. Poke you. Federnick. What do these say? All right. Well, it didn't work the first time, but we'll try it again the second time. Bring that longsword down on whatever passes. There it is. I think that's a natural 20, isn't it? That is. Okay. Uh, yes. For 12. Okay. Uh, it actually does. Oh, right, right. Doubles the dice. Gotcha. Um, actually, that should still do more than that, because it should, should double the six. It should double whatever. Anytime you crit, you double whatever you roll on dice. And since you were, oh, I thought I thought it was roll the dice twice. It can be that. It doubling's easier. Okay. Uh, so well, instead of six case, plus two, uh, it'll be twelve plus two for fourteen. Fourteen. Yes. I will adjust my macro. Uh, he really, actually, really I don't think I can do that. 
really did not appreciate that. It was quite <laughs> rude. Um, how? Doing the same thing again. The one that I sh uh, turned into a pincushion earlier. I'm going to hit him again. Okay. Hit him again. 26. Uh, yes. Is that a natural 20? No, 19, unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> Good night, sir. Good night. Yes, that absolutely is. Roll damage. All right. Uh, this is on the right one, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, the right one. Correct. Eight damage again. Okay. Um, let me see how that works out with his numbers. Not well. Um, that was all of him. Um, yep. That one's that one's no. I, I, for, I forgot to mention I rubbed the the arrow in salt uh, before I before I shot it. <laughs> it was super effective. Yes. <laughs> yep. Pokemon jokes for days. Oh, there are so many of them that I have, and I'm actually somewhat proud of it. We're going to be honest. Little proud, little not proud. We'll we'll see. <laughs> I know far more about Pokemon than the average person probably should, but that's okay because I love it, and I'm very excited for the new games. We need to talk, Ryan. Which means More. I'm gonna. Ha uh, you, I, I'm. You're not wrong about that, sir. You're not wrong about that. At all. I, uh, as another side road de side de derailment, I was so holding off on getting a switch. I was resisting the temptation, and then they made that announcement, and I'm like, "That's it. I'm done. Oh, good. Start saving up for that switch now. For that. Yep. <laughs> it was that or Fire Emblem. Yep. <laughs> I'm hoping they do a bundle with a Pokemon specific switch. Actually. Yeah. Right. A little bit closer to release. That would be nice. So you dealt handily with that one. Uh, and actually, Kyle, it is Winnie's turn. All right. Nice. I you have one remaining be... slug friend. All right. I use the He's word friend to... loosely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, in theory... I could make him a friend. I'm quite tempted to make him a friend. Oh, no. This but happens in this to me case... every time. <laughs> and by friend, you mean bait for when we do meet the giant bird. <laughs> What? I literally in, in oh, our last dang, campaign, sir. I had I had our party. I had the party fight a group of half elves riding giant lizards. The party left with the rogue riding a giant lizard, and I'm like, "What happened? That wasn't okay." She literally threatened the other party members to make sure they didn't kill it in combat. That's what happened? You played a role playing uh, game. That's what happened. Uh, I know. I, I, re I remember that episode. I was cheering her on the entire way. Oh man. <laughs> They kept that giant. Uh, I started using the picture of uh, of Toothless from How to Train Your Dragon, um, mm -hmm. and Toothless stuck around for the rest of the campaign. Uh, oh yeah, that was a time. All right. Um, oh, sorry. Uh, Again, dis disregard that roll because okay. I keep using the quick roller instead of <laughs> doing the right one. <laughs> So unused to d twenty. Okay. That is the critical hit again. Yep, yep. Double that damage, sir. Nice. All right. So... You guys were worried. So that would be six points of damage altogether. Okay. Uh, I need everyone to, uh, and if you have advantage or something that interacts with this, uh, let me know. I need everyone to make me a wisdom saving throw. Oh, yikes. Wisdom Every, saving is everyone a can magical effect? I'm sorry, what? Is it a magical effect? It is. Okay, right. then yes, I have advantage. All right. Uh, everyone who can who see I? the snail, it kind of, it doesn't, it sort of tucks back into the shell, and the shell begins glowing. Ooh. Okay. Uh, as a uh, as a uh, halfling, though, I do get advantage on on ones. Okay, yes, you do. 
Show me that advantage. There we Much go. better. <laughs> you literally <laughs> ran the gamut. One and a <laughs> Okay, so uh, so this has a twenty. Winnie has a twenty-two. Um, Hal had a three. Hal now has a twenty-two <laughs> with a natural twenty. And uh, Ryan, I think it still only rolled yours once. No, it, it rolled twice. It's uh, roll two, keep highest one. Oh, so okay, okay, yeah. Um. So how not only do you save against this, you know what's happening. Uh, you remember, guys. I know what's happening. <laughs> you remember briefly when you uh, interacted and hung out, you know, for a couple of days with several other flail snails. Um, just when you were passing through the oh. area at some point, uh, three of you are fine. Federnick is not fine. Um, you kind of you inadvertently glance right at the side of the creature. You are stunned for one turn. Uh, basically, until his his next theoretical turn that he's not going to get based on how many hit points he has left, um, you are stunned. Um, Mike, it is this his turn. Uh, second verse, same as the first. Run it back, sir. Put that track on repeat. <laughs> Shuffles for people who have too much time on their hands. <laughs> I want to listen to the same song seven times. There it is. Wait, did you roll a 23 last time? Because if we actually went sec second verse, same as the first, it's going to be... No, oh, 19. Okay, close. All right, yes, absolutely hits. Roll that damage. But it's 10 damage again. Oof. That's exactly That'll enough. Do. What flails now? Um, so you guys clean up the creatures, and you notice that Federnick seems... frozen? Hey. Wait, huh? what? Come on. Give him a, I, I keep telling him, don't eat any. He's allergic to snails. Right. Oh, tisk tisk. Don't be doing that. Not good for you. No, especially not those. Regular snails, that's a different story. This is the worst <laughs> case of indigestion you've ever had. Is there anything about this that looks like um, it's going to be long-lasting or short-lasting? Oh, no, no. That like He's already good. Okay. Okay. He just very briefly is just no longer with you guys. Dazzled. Yeah, it uh, it actually just only stuns you for one round. Okay, so you guys have a giant cave in front of you. Uh, this, how well do you see in the dark? Uh, ooh, I don't, I don't think I have dark vision, so pretty standard fare. Okay, then Fetter then in front. Yes, I, I entrance, do not have it either, so. Let's let him lead. At least from the entrance, it does appear to be rather dark inside. Yeah, so basically this is going to be... This understands that the we folk tend to be able to see things in the dark. So he's going to let them go first, but he's going to be right behind them. Okay, so as you guys move into this cave, uh, your eyes... Well, okay, who actually has dark vision, for what it's worth? Ignore what he's on the just, map currently. Oh, okay, never mind. Uh, both of the gnomes should. Uh, you only had... Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, both gnomes should. Okay, so... Brian, you and Kyle... Uh, your, uh, your eyes adjust pretty immediately. Uh, and the little further you get in, uh, Mike and James, you guys actually start being able to see, too. You see small campfires. What you notice immediately about the fire is uh, that there's no... It doesn't give off any smoke. Uh, oh, good. And, Magical fire. Yeah, that's never a problem. It's fine. <laughs> uh, so you guys kind of make your way slowly in. 
Uh, do me a favor, make sure you can each move your miniature. Uh, those abilities don't stay attached to the miniature when you move maps, necessarily. There you go. Okay. Yep. yep. So as you guys kind of track into this cave, you realize um, you don't necessarily see what you were looking for originally in terms of your friends or your your, your compatriots. Um, what you do see are a ton of avian creatures you've never seen before. Uh, between five and seven feet tall. Uh, ignore how many there are on the map. You see probably 50 or 60 of them in this cave. Oh, good. Good. Um, you all know, without it's... rolling, these are not creatures that you are familiar with living uh, in, in Injoru. These are not a thing. Well, theoretically. Well, now we know what the Goliaths were looking at the sky for. Uh, you, however, don't immediately see anything large enough to match the feather outside. Uh, Hal, you do realize probably some of the feathers you saw near the original camp were probably from these creatures. Okay. Um, as soon as you guys kind of enter and they see you, most of them move immediately towards you very defensively. Fetternick raises his hands and shouts, Peace! We come. We mean you no harm. You notice the ones that don't move towards you move towards over on your left. Uh, and you notice over on the left, uh, you see a oh. giant sort of glowing creature. Uh, the two of you that made your, your rolls earlier, you recognize this to be a rock. This is definitely a rock, but this is not any kind of rock you've seen before. Uh, I'll take perception, nature. Uh, I'll also take for this religion. So James will actually go with you first. Uh, and what you notice is less about the giant rock and more about everything else in the cave. You're pretty sure these creatures have been living here for a while. This is not what you would expect to be their ideal habitat. And they don't, they look hungry. There are plenty of resources in the jungle, but not when you're feeding 70 people in an uncultivated area. Uh, and when they, you say they look hungry, do you mean like they look hungry as in like hungry or like we're about to become a meal? Like, no, 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 like, a halfling and gnomes. You think it's probably actually vegetarian. Um, you just are pretty sure they're not getting enough to eat. Living out gotcha. of the cave. So no, no purple worms for these guys. No, 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 no. You guys are fine. And awesome vegan a avian people. Yeah, Wonderful. Yeah, you're fine. Um, Fed or Nick, you have heard stories in the past, and you're not sure this is necessarily what you're seeing, but it's it's a possibility. In the past, when necessary, Yahweh will provide a blessing to a creature, and then use that creature as sort of a guide for others to get them out of trouble you think there's some potential the rock was leading the avian creatures away from something that this is probably an actual rock but it's imbued with power to the point that it's far larger than it usually should be and they all look at you not thrilled uh oh and james you also noticed the creature is injured one of its wings looks okay. Uh, so you know the bola you got in the first the first time we played. One of the its, uh, yes the bolas yeah, yes yeah, bolas the one of its wings looks like it's been hit 
by a much larger version, like fired from a like a catapult or something. Is it still attached? It is. It's just then damaged. I'm gonna, I am going to hands held up. I'm going to begin uh, s- slowly uh, making my way over to it. You you actually only make it about this far before okay. there's like three of them in front of you. Uh, and this one kind of steps forward. Mm. I'm going to look at him and say, he's hurt. I'd like to help, please. He looks at you very warily. Uh, he does speak. Mm. Why should trust you? I'm going to uh, take off my bow in one hand. I'm, gonna, I'm going to take off my sheath of arrows. I'm going to put them down. And I'm going to uh, w- very, very carefully take out my sword, put it on the ground as well. So all I should have on me is just like a knife. That's okay. it. Uh, anything else I have? And said, there, look at me. I'm I'm three foot nothing. With with it with a knife the size of your finger. You second. If group, I if I, you second group we've seen. You scout for Goli. They send you find us. Is the first group that was here? We catch. Are they here right now? We catch. We catch you too. You no harm us. No turn us back to Goli. Goli is not a word you hear often, except in fables. Goli is typically the the name used for the original Goliath. And uh, occasionally gets thrown around when speaking about the whole race. But it, it comes with this sense of power, of like a Goliath bigger than the rest. So like maybe like the the, the first of the species. Yes, the, the original okay. that all other Goliath come from. Gotcha. The creature's so. name was Goli. Say, we are no friends of the Goli. Hmm. We do not come from their land. We do not know them. We want them gone. We come from land. They chase us here. Yahweh send rock to protect us. See us safe. They follow. Well, we want them to leave. When when, uh, it, it mentions Yahweh... This is gonna walk up, and it's gonna, it's gonna drop it. Well, it's not gonna drop it because he's not that kind of guy, but he will kind of just uh, harness his battle axe and reveal his his holy symbol, which is an emblem that he holds on his chest. And he's going and he's going to say, "This one is Paladin of Creator. This one can heal." Okay, so when this- you. When you start that explanation, it begins glowing. And they all react. And some of them actually, like, fall to one knee. Uh, and the leader kind of takes a step back. And th- and then he, he kind of looks at you. What kind you no see you before? Not little like them. Made of stone. I resent that comment. <laughs> Just for the record. <laughs> I want it on the record. Oh, you, admit, you are pretty that. little. Well, just because I have to admit it doesn't mean I have to admit it. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, sorry, Mike. I think you had you had something else. I kind of cut you off. Go, go, go yeah. for it. 
This one is warforged. This one made by one like the little ones, but not kind, not good. This one was introduced to true creator and he serves him. He wants to help. You hear the creature kind of make a, a sound in what you assume is, is kind of their native language. And the three that have kind of stepped in front take a step back and the path for you to go to the, the rock is clear for both of you. Okay. Then I guess I will. Is he like up on a perch or somewhere uh, on top of a big nest? Maybe with uh, made from the instead of twigs made from redwood trees. <laughs> uh, he they have kind of built up a, a nesting uh, for the creature to to lay upon, and the creature has taken note of note of you, and particularly of uh, your holy symbol, Mike. It actually okay. seems a little more at peace than it was to begin with. I'm gonna climb up and uh now um one of my proficiencies as enemy is beasts okay and now that would usually mean that i that i you know know how to fight them beat them stuff like that but i kind of also means that i know my way around them sure you know like you know like like the crocodile hunter if he you know he decided to forget forget hunting and decided to wrangle wrangle them instead right right, right. yes <laughs> So I'm just coming up to this giant rock on easy, easy go. Oh, you're a beauty. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. Look at the size of this one. Oh, All right. she's a real, she's a whopper. Yeah, she is. All right. Uh, the creature actually seems relatively at ease with the two of you. So whatever you intend to do from a, a, a healing standpoint, you are free to do. I'm going to just, uh, I'm going to take out my knife and very slowly making sure everyone can see no sudden movements, no sudden movements. Um, I don't want to be lunch because I'm still not buying it. The whole vegan thing. Um, <laughs> and I'm making sure that uh, the rock can see and I'm going to make my way to the wing that has the bola attached to it. And okay. I'm going to begin to try to cut the bola away. Uh, it doesn't uh, seem to resist you at all. It, le it lets you do do that and kind of free it. Uh, but you notice now, like when you freed the wing, the wing is broken. Okay. Uh, and, and Mike, if you want to do something, go for it. See, well, I'm, I've got one potion of healing, and I'm like looking at it, I'm looking at the potion, looking at the wing. Like, uh, I'm I'm. Uh, I'm going to need a bigger bottle. <laughs> the, the very first thing I'm going to do is just going to do a medicine check to see if I can identify just how bad things are. Okay, go for it. Uh, it's not great. I mean, the creature, it probably can't fly. It's You think this probably happened while it was in the air, and it was able to keep kind of coasting along and drifting and land, but you're pretty sure it can't fly. At the, at the well, that... This this would be the reason why all these people are, are hung. apparently it took refuge in here and they're there they all came to help protect it. And and you're pretty sure based on what he said that they actually followed it here. Sort of it like it would Gotcha. Uh like have have you guys seen Prince of Egypt? Yes. I could reference the actual biblical story. I don't know why I referenced Prince of Egypt instead. <laughs> um I really Look, love we, that we movie. I don't know why I did that in that order. <laughs> Who needs Exodus when you have cartoons? That's right. That's right. <laughs> and Mariah Carey songs. <laughs> and not for nothing, so, the one really good Boys to Men track on the soundtrack. Um, so the the pillars of uh, the pillars that the, the children of Egypt follow, or the children of Israel follow out of Egypt. 
you think this is probably the rock functions in a similar capacity. So out of character, I'm going to just tell you, I can lay on hands and heal up to 10 points of, of hit points. Okay. So you, you take that action. Uh, as you do, both your holy symbol and the creature glow. Significantly, like, your holy symbol usually glows when you attempt to heal someone. Not like this. This is, like, radiating to the point of outshining the rest of the light in the room. Yeah, um, so bas basically, in character, uh, well, out of character, I'm going to say it for what he's doing in character, he's basically going to use as much power as he needs to on this lay on hands to heal this thing. Okay. Um, Hal, Hal is going to put on his sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> My, uh, put the sunglasses it? on. CSI Miami. <laughs> yeah! Exactly. <laughs> Puts the sunglasses on. Well, that sheds some light on the situation. Yeah! Oh, it hurts. I mean, to be fair, we are a podcast of puns. That's basically our entire existence. Yeah. Uh, I was I was told that's what I was supposed to bring to the table. So <laughs> I need one person in each group because sometimes I make the mistake of making the main villains merfolk. So it's, you know, 12 episodes of fish jokes. It's just a part of what we bring. Um, it's just how we how we roll dice around here. Uh, OK, so so, Mike, a couple of things happen for this when you do this. Uh, you see that this makes far more of a difference than you would expect it to. The wing just kind of in front of you straightens, mends, and the creature just kind of looks whole now. You hear a voice. This hears a voice booming in his head. You don't know if anyone else hears it or not. Thank you, little one. You're not sure if the creature... You think maybe the creature was speaking to you. It may have been the creature. It may not have been. Uh, but he looks whole and energized. I, I really hope it doesn't decide to test its wings into flapping, because if so, well, me, Winnie, and Fetterneck, we're going to go flying like 20 <laughs> feet. So yeah, he's, he's, gonna, he's not even going to care if anybody else heard it. He's going to answer with his actual voice, and he's going to say, this one is always pleased to serve the, the true creator and its servants. He kind of like leans down and kind of pecks you very slightly on the head. Yahweh bless you, <laughs> little one. Uh, and you hear him, for the first time the rest of you actually hear this, the creature, the rock, cries out in something that sounds vaguely similar to the, the rest of the avian creature's language, uh, to which they all immediately take notice. And their leader bows towards the rock and then turns to you, Useful you are. You have our thanks. Yeah, welcome. Glad I could help. <laughs> Always here to serve. We are Actually, most you know, you left. There's a I... there's a big old feather out there. Why don't I just go and and fetch that so this hiding place doesn't go discovered, huh? Uh, he he we looks were... at you. Actually, Hal, he he looks at you because you you kind of brought this up earlier. Goal I follow us here will be a problem for you, yes? Um, a big problem. Pun intended. I kind of assumed. Um, <laughs> he looks at you with Yahweh's blessing. We will assist you, as will the creature. We would like 
we hope, to stay here when all is done. No longer can live in land of Goli. Awesome. Not sure if your choice, but we will stay here if allowed, and we'll fight with you. You come, you come in peace. You're your children of uh, the creator, and you're against the the Goli. Um, I I I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. It doesn't well, totally uh, understand the phrasing of ourselves because this is, decision isn't entirely up to us. I don't perceive so, being a problem, but Fred or Nick. D- don't tick off the giant beak people. <laughs> Remember, we're the size of appetizers. <laughs> yes, but we'll be the size of appetizers later when they find out that they're not really welcome if they're not welcome. <laughs> and I'd rather be upfront about all of this. <laughs> nah. Nah, it's going to be all good. You know, we'll just put together a dazzling report, some PowerPoints, and, uh, you know, include include the giant feather. Um, and uh, it'll... It'll all be good. So work out. I feel good about this plan. I'm happy the, to be a part of it. The second that Winnie said, I want to go get the giant feather, I imagine him coming back wearing it like a cape. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Assuming he's strong enough to move it because he's tiny and weak and this thing is enormous. He's just dragging it in and just... <laughs> and he actually comes over. If, if Federnick's still standing there kind of by the door and as he walks back in, he's like doing his best to just, just try and tickle his neck with the end of it. <laughs> so you see, you see him walk back in with this like dragging this giant feather similar not even to a cape but co- sort of like you know when the queen of england walks into a room and like <laughs> i don't cape's the wrong word for that thing she wears but it's like, like 17, a trail? yeah it's like <laughs> 17 feet long it's it's like it's like a toddler you know carrying a queen size comforter with, yeah, uh, they, all basically. Her back. oh yeah and he's kind of dragging it and he looks regal-ish not really, but as far as Winnie knows, this looks fantastic. Definitely on. <laughs> Actually, on fellas, could I uh, could I just keep this? I won't tell anybody where it came from. I just I, I like no. this this thing. He's dangerous. Does not need to be seen outside cave. Oh, fair enough. Uh, the the creature fine, 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 fine. Look, looks at you. Name is An Wang. Have suggestion. Ah. I was going to name him Gwe here. <laughs> okay, that's not a reference I get, I'm going to be honest. Uh, the Wind Lord was the Lord of the Eagles in Lord of the Rings. Oh. I said Lord too many times in that sentence. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we what, what? It's a Christian podcast. There's no such thing as too many lords. <laughs> <laughs> well, they got actually, biblically, technically. <laughs> We come to this place in search of stone, stone that will help defeat the Golai, is said to be on this land. A great, great stone called Onyx of the Majayo. That's something that any of us know anything about? Uh, religion, history, flat intelligence check. There we go. Uh, actually, the only one who recognizes that phrasing uh, is this. If you want the flavor, that's a history roll. Okay. Uh, so the onyx of the Majayo is something you heard your creator talk about. Huh. Just something you heard him talking about while he worked. Almost like a legend, but one that he seemed fairly certain was true 
he knew people who had seen it. Other other halflings and gnomes who had, had ventured out to where the onyx is supposed to be kept and had actually seen the stone itself. This was a hundred plus years ago. But in theory, it's something that's out there somewhere near here, Rish. And it's, it's said to be quite uh, powerful. You're not entirely certain what its purpose is, but it's uh, supposed to be quite use, useful magically in times of, of trouble. Have I like I, the sound of that. Have I heard anything, whether this is a useful in a we're going to blow a crater in the earth kind of way or useful <laughs> in a we keep people safe kind of way? You're not sure. If this is creator was interested, it's probably the blow a crater in. <laughs> you do know from the term Majayo, you heard him specifically talk about that word. Uh, that's actually the name of a gnome from several centuries prior who was a direct servant of Yahweh. Uh, sort of Yahweh as a creator doing work for him in Injoru creating things. So in theory, it's a positive thing. It, you, you get the assumption based on what you remember him talking about that this would be use, useful in a positive sense. Where you would find it, that's a completely different thing. Uh, you, but you're pretty sure based on what you heard him talk about that it's on, it's in Injoru somewhere. Maybe not in the city itself. Hal is going to hop down, try not to break his neck from the giant nest and go pick up his uh 25 his equipment you just did yeah awesome awesome new character his <laughs> name is Bel his name is belfast by hill um yeah got it perfect they call him bow um that's right uh hal is gonna pick up his equipment back up because i'm assuming we're cool now yeah you're good and it's good to look back up and say uh, hey uh before we forget um can we have our other scouting party back now you mentioned that you captured the other guys. Uh, so actually, yeah. as you guys have been talking, uh, you hear Anwan uh, speak to one of the other uh, alien creatures, and they he goes to the back, and you actually see deeper in, he leads a group out, and you notice there's actually a large cage. Uh, and you see two halflings, a gnome, and two warforged. That's the exact number we were looking for. How about those <laughs> things? Um, oh, no, wait, wait. In my notes, we weren't looking for two half halflings. They can go ahead and keep those. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. We just, the gnomes were ours and the uh, Warforged, but I don't think those are ours. Yeah, those two guys are looking. Those, uh, those halflings are sketchy, so you know, go ahead and keep those. <laughs> uh, so they, they come forward. Uh, and you, how you actually recognize a, a couple of them. You, you all recognize one or two of them just from seeing them around uh, in Joru at different times. They are part of an Injanu unit like you guys are. Uh, and one of the, the halfling, one of the halflings looks at you. Oh, good. Okay. So we're good here. Hmm. Uh, and Anwan looks at them. Apologies, tiny one. We assumed you were sent to find us. You have our sincerest regret. It was not intentional. No hard feelings. You're merely trying to protect yourselves. Anwan, I have a proposal for you. Obviously, you'd prefer it if the Goliaths didn't find you here. 
Uh, so it would probably be a good idea if we found some way to divert them. I was thinking if we take that big feather and leave it way over on the other side of the island, maybe they'll look for you over there. A false trail. I like that. Could we have a couple of more? What do you mean? You Now you're going to take my feather. <laughs> Don't worry. You can carry it the whole way over there. Sounds great. Yes. It's a deal. Excellent. <laughs> uh, you notice a few feathers oh, actually shake loose from the rock and kind of land on the ground uh, before even Anwan can respond to you. And the bird kind of cries out uh, in what you assume is a good... Yeah, go ahead. You're taking cool. these. Great. It's dangerous to go alone. Take these. Um, I am a. I'm gonna. I'm gonna grab up a couple of the normal big feathers. Uh, not the not the gargantuan feathers, but just some of the right, normal right, right. big feathers. The to uh, because those might come in handy as well. Okay, sort of from general molting, no problem. Yes. Uh, now I'm just not gonna go walk up to some dude and just start plucking off his back. I'm like, yeah, is this cool? This is this cool? Is this all right? One. Thanks. Uh, Hold not still. That one. Perfect. Okay. Winnie, on the other hand, is getting a little too like uncomfortably close to Anwan and kind of like like studying and like poking at his feathers a little bit. Kind of like tries to lift up his arm at one point two and, of, and look it over. Two of the guards are getting uncomfortably close to you. Yeah. <laughs> Hal is going to Hal is going to walk over, pick up uh, uh, Winnie, throw him over his shoulder. I'm like, sorry, 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 sorry about that. Sorry, wait, 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 sorry, wait, wait, sorry. Carry him back. Sorry, sorry. And he, he he snaps his finger and kind of in the air. Um, an illusion of of one of the feathers appears, and he says, "Ha! I got it. I knew I could." <laughs> <laughs> and and one looks slightly confused for a second, and then just kind of lets the whole thing go because, yeah, all right. Um, the the other party is looking at each other, going, "These guys saved us." <laughs> uh, and one looks at you. Here we will stay for now. You come back. Tell us where to go. We cannot stay here for long. Supplies are short. Jungle Speaking is not which, friendly. We don't have very much to share, but I'm willing to leave behind whatever kind of food that I have that uh, might help you out Same. a little bit. Same. Is greatly appreciated. I'll save back at least a day's worth of uh, rations for myself. And it should only take you roughly that long to at least get back to the tree. Yeah, I will do the same. Okay, uh, so you guys have some giant feathers, uh, five new friends, and some giant birds. Um, okay, so what do you, are you, you guys still have like another day or so before you have to report back in. You want to do something with the feathers first, or do you want to report back in and then do the feather thing? That would um, probably be wise. We'll say that last part one more time, please. R reporting in again before you went and did something with the feathers would probably be wise. That was going to be my suggestion that we go and we um, and we we they need to know what's on the island beside us. They need to know about the rock, about the avian people, about the fact that the Goli are here in pursuit of them and the rock in particular. Okay. Plus, we can probably move the feather a little bit faster in that skiff than we can going overland. Right. Yes. Uh, option. As Definitely a option. note, before we leave the cave, is this like it would we be like camping here for that night, or uh, is you it just could? Kind of I a... mean, it's it's relative. Like you came into the cave an hour after you got up that morning. Okay. So, so probably not. You could easily get back to the tree before you would need to stop again. I say let's head back. Or question: 
we don't exactly need to head back. We could send the second party back to report in. Okay, that's an option. Sure, that's fine. Uh, th- uh, one of them looks at you. The, uh, the gnome. Uh, you, you know his name is Twick. Uh, he comes up. Uh, yeah, we, we, we could go back to the tree. Oh, the wasps. All right, yeah, we'll, we'll go back to the tree. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, question, did they take all your guys' supplies, uh, rations and stuff, or do you still have those? They took the rations. They still have the rest of their gear. Okay, cool. All right. They've um, been feeding but you're them. Good. I mean, it's not like they've eaten today, and they will get back to the tree today, okay. so they should be okay. Okay, cool. Head back. Let well, let them know what's up. If you hear back from them, and it's it's something like incredibly important that we need to be made aware of, then come back here to let us know. Okay. So what what is but it I you think, guys are planning on doing? This is me asking, not not him asking. Okay. I, I think wasn't the idea that like we're gonna go and start. Le- uh, Brian uh, said that start uh, leaving a false trail. Okay. For the for the goli. Okay. Uh, uh, they, so the which I think them, which I think is a fantastic idea. I like that quite a lot actually. Since they since you are fairly confident they are searching for something particular, which you assume now is is this kind of lot of avian creatures. Um, a diversion seems appropriate. Uh, so the five of them actually leave, and uh, they kind of head out. And you're you're pretty sure they can get they know they know where they are in relation to the the giant uh, outpost tree, and can get back on their own. Uh, what are the so you are you guys actually heading back out to kind of go start di- diversioning? Um, I'm gonna ask. Uh, yeah, you know we don't need supplies. I've got forest proficiency. I can find us food. Never mind. We're good. Uh, so I think we're actually going to cut it here. That seems like a good stopping point before you guys get in too deep into anything else. And so you can do some planning. Yes. <laughs> I only loosely have ideas past this point. We're fine. I, Don't uh, be calling attention to the... Uh, <laughs> pay, pay no attention General to the panic of the, the screen. <laughs> I haven't been loosely pulling things together this entire last 15 minutes to try and figure out what to do next. I had a plan. Oh. Actually, realistically, Struggle if Mike hadn't tried to heal the creature, the uh, onyx was what you were going to go find to heal the creature. Ah, uh. but I, I liked his thing much better, so that works just fine. Okay, um, so welcome back, everyone. This is uh, City on a Hill Gaming. This is part of our special Injoru mini series, uh, also called the Unknown Shores. Uh, joining us again from last time. Uh, Brian and James from the Geek at Arms podcast. Also join us this time. Hello, we have, everyone. Uh, we have Kyle from MinMax Pod and Mike hey, hey. Perna from Inroads Ministries. Yeah, buddy. So uh, I, I appreciate you guys joining us. I hope we can uh, we can do something again in the future with these characters. Uh, I'm I'm quite amused by all of them, all, <laughs> all five theoretical of them now. I guess technically we're going to just include uh, include that as a character because that's canonical <laughs> now. Um. In every literal and figurative sense of the word. Um, so why don't each of you tell the fine listeners who aren't already all part of your audiences, I'm fairly certain, um, <laughs> where each of you are from. Uh, Mike, give us the lowdown well, on all the, the Perna things. You're going to start with the guy who has the most things to say, huh? Yeah, front load it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, uh, I am the president of Inroads Ministries. You can find us at Inroads. That's I N N R O A D S Ministries. Uh, dot com, which we have a bunch of articles. We have a whole lot of different stuff on that site. It links you to our Facebook community. It links you to all of our social media stuff. All of our articles about creating gaming ministries, about just game reviews, stuff like that. Uh, I'm also hopefully soon going to actually be on the air again. Uh, on the Game Store Profits podcast, where we talk about uh, just gaming in general, and then kind of how that fits in with our faith, how that uh, informs our faith. Uh, I'm also the host of a podcast called Bard and Bible, which is my devotional podcast, which has been taking a weird kind of hiatus, but that also is coming back. Uh, life is a funny thing in the podcast world. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty much on every form of social media doing those things. Links in the description. Indeed. Uh, Ryan and or James. James, why don't you take Geek at Arms and I'll be the Christian Gamers Guild. Perfect. Cool. Uh, well, uh, my name is James and uh, Brian and I and our compatriot Mike do the Geek at Arms podcast, a podcast which kind of runs the entire gambit of geekery as a whole. Um, if you like Magic the Gathering, if you like role playing games, D&D, um, TV shows, movies, um, uh, board games, card games, cartoons, uh, Xbox games, PC games. Uh, weird medieval, weird 80s movies, wonderful <laughs> 80s movies, and uh, medieval reenactments and research and everything in between we love to talk about. Excellent. And uh, yeah, Brian, uh, Christian Gamers Guild. And I'm Brian. I am also one of the co-hosts of Geek at Arms podcast, and I am an officer of the Christian Gamers Guild, which has been around since, well about 20 years now uh, as an advocacy group defending role-playing games against attacks by the church and defending the church, the church against attacks by uh, overzealous uh, role-playing gamers. Excellent. And Kyle. Oh, I should also mention oh, yes. uh, Christian-gamers-guild.org is the web address. Uh, and every, every one of the social medias and the websites and the, all, all, the, all the links <laughs> will be in the descriptions. I, I will. I'm going to endeavor to not miss anything. <laughs> uh, yeah, Kyle, lay lay down those sweet, sweet MinMax words. All right. So yes, I am Kyle of the MinMax podcast. Um, you can hear my co co-hosts and I um, talk about very much similar things to to Geek at Arms. It's kind of the whole spectrum of of geekery and um, talk about the intersection between that and the theology world, and also argue a lot about really stupid, inane things like different types of apples to eat and or favorite girl scout cookies and any number of other things tagalongs <laughs> here we go see oh every time tagalongs i have these conversations they just what, what go are the, what are the tagalongs hard hard stop what are the peanut butter ones the, the only peanut butter ones those those the peanut butter <laughs> patties i think we see we as because i offered the options and then of course we had a whole thing after that, as there always is. That's, that's all we do. I mean, the first 20 minutes of every MinMax episode is just our, us arguing. You offer three that's options from a list of, of 12. 
I have strong cookie yeah. opinions, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Strong cookie Apparently opinions. Apparently everybody does. <laughs> about everything. The most feedback we ever get is on snack food items that we offer in a list of three. I mean, to well, be fair, know, most of my opinions that, are cookie-based, but that's fine. That, yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's see. We are a bunch of geeks, and so when it comes to snack food, we're all going to have strong opinions, okay? I was fair drinking enough. a version of Mountain Dew when fair we started enough. recording. You're not wrong. <laughs> Baja Blast is back in stores, and I really wish it wasn't. Uh, okay um uh, oh and uh chaos reigns yes and chaos reigns so we got sidetracked again on min max stuff <laughs> um yeah so i also do um i dm a, a stream a fifth edition stream um on twitch uh it's at chaos reigns dnd um in which i am running uh fifth edition game set in the city of ravnica for magic the gathering and also pulling in um mechanics from the chaos format of mtg where basically to develop the story i have a giant stack of cards from the latest uh ravnica set and for every session i flip a new card um and use that to kind of develop the story moving forward so I'm Gosh, really I need to listen to that. I'm really glad it's, it's only interesting. From cards from Ravnica because there's a lot of I, dangerous stuff in other sets. Oh yes, there is. I, I I am proud to say one of the only times I have ever given Brian fits in a Magic the Gathering game was when I was playing a red white Boros deck. I love Boros. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. Lightning Helix all day. All day, every day. Yes, I'm like that. That'll serve you for playing blue all the time. Oh, blue, blue, blue. No. Okay. Uh, so yes, go check out all these lovely gentlemen and the content they and their co-hosts put out because it's a, it's a lot of it's a lot of stuff, but it's a lot of awesome stuff, uh, and it's stuff that needs to be listened to, and and not just from a nerd standpoint. I've I've seen this from a lot of of the sort of Christian geek podcasts that are out there. There's a lot of just times where we talk about some geek stuff, but then I actually like spiritually get like fed like ministered to from you know the things that get talked about mm-hmm. it's it's a it's been nice to have in my life when like mike with with bard and bible like there's a lot of times i walk away from those really feeling a lot of of specific things that you know whatever it was you talked about that week god kind of has a tendency to speak to me through it. And I, I like that that's out there for us in the content world. And uh, yes, yeah, so check out all the lovely the Geek Podcasts, all links in descriptions. And uh, check us out, City on a Hill Gaming. City uh, on a Hill Gaming at gmail.com. City on a Hill Game on Twitter. So we appreciate you guys joining us. This is one of the uploads for our seven weeks in a row of uploading that's uh, happening from the end of March through the beginning of May in 2019, if you catch it then. Uh, the previous episode that was um, Brian and James with these same two characters in the uh, Unknown Chores game uh, will be up a couple weeks prior to this one, but these will both be out in April, so go check them out. Leave us some ratings on iTunes, and uh, we appreciate you listening. Have a blessed day. Thanks for listening to City on the Hill Gaming. For more information, you can find us online at cityonthehillgaming.com, email us at cityonthehillgaming at gmail.com, or find us on Twitter at cityonthehillgame. For more information on saving the game, you can find Peter, Grant, and Jenny at stgcast.org or at savingthegame on Twitter. Thanks, and have a blessed day.